the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show, heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. And after that, it goes into the, the stream as a podcast. You can hear all of the shows at rescuersradioshow.org. And um, and that you'll find all shows. I we're about one thirty-five or something like that now. It's been been a, a good ride and still going strong. I, I'm so excited about my guest, uh, John Hanrahan, and he's the author of the book "Wrestling with Angels," and he has a couple of other books that he's written pertaining to fitness and uh, and and wrestling as a sport. But, John, uh, hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. So great to be with you, Art. Hey, before we uh, get too deep into your story, uh, let's start off with you personally, your backstory. How did you get to this point in your life? Well, you know, I've had quite a journey. I, um, I, I started out as a uh, doing all the sports in high school, and I, there was one I really gravitated to was uh, putting other – people on their backs and that was wrestling <laughs> <laughs> i won some youth championships i started in second grade and uh won some state titles and placed and made it to the high school national finals and then i got recruited by the wrestling powerhouse penn state university nice <laughs> yeah so i had a full scholarship there i competed for penn state and i became a two-time all-american and the first wrestler in the history of the of that stellar program to win over 100 matches wow on one of my matches, we were televised. We were televised a few times. We get picked up on the sports channels, the cable networks. And in New York City, a, a prominent agent was watching. And uh, he, he had discovered guys from different sports backgrounds and put them into Calvin Klein campaigns and GQ covers. And, and the next thing you know, he, he saw my hometown of Falls Church, Virginia, called directory assistance connected with my dad who wanted to talk about my wrestling prowess. But, <laughs> but uh, the next thing you know, I was booked. I was meeting Giorgio Armani, Gianni Versace, and wow. traveling around the world. You know, this was before NIL, the uh, name, image, likeness deals that's going on now for college athletes. Yeah, isn't that right? Athletes. So, yeah. so I kind of see myself as, a, as an early precursor for that. Uh, you know, I'm giving kids advice on that. But anyways, so I was, I finished my wrestling career. I was still an Olympic hopeful and went through the trials. I, 
I lost to uh, Dave Schultz, one of the great all-time Olympic champions from our country. And uh, wrestling was a, a, just a big part of my life. Unfortunately, along the way, I, I stumbled along the way and uh, had a near-death experience from a drug overdose that really changed my life prophetically and uh, was able to come back. And God, I'm, I'm convinced he sent me back for a purpose. And I share that purpose in my story, Wrestling yeah. with Angels. Awesome. So um, you've said that wrestling is one, if not the one, the uh, the one oldest sport in the world. That's right. That's what uh, we're very proud of that as wrestlers. <laughs> now, there's a debate whether running or wrestling was the <laughs> oldest. But the way we figured it, if you, if you couldn't wrestle, you'd learn to run. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, uh, gosh, and like you say, you were you were picked up. Uh, you were seen on on magazine covers, magazines such as GQ uh, and some others. The guy to know for fitness was a quote on on one of those covers. Uh, that's pretty heavy duty stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, um, after I finished that career as a fashion model, repped by the top agency in the world, Ford Models. I, uh, you know, I took what I learned as a as a as an athlete, I was uh, inspired by the great strength coach, Dan Riley, who did, who oversaw wrestling and football at Penn State. And then he had a 27 year in the NFL. Anyways, I was inspired by him to really help others. And uh, at kind of the beginning of personal training, I, I, I really took a, a liking to that. In New York City market, I became a, a trainer. And um, before you know it, I was, uh, the only one telling influential VIPs what to do every day in their lives. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's some pretty heavy names that uh, that that you uh, you work with. Yeah, I have. Uh, I had the honor of being the uh, trainer and life coach for just a number of influential wow. VIPs. You know, a number of Academy Award winners, uh, the son of a president and the daughter of a president, and just captains of industry and uh after my new york city fitness stint and uh, my two sons were born and we went out to la and i became one of the top trainers out there in los angeles and uh, it was just fascinating just to spend that time have the honor to spend that time with so many successful individuals and really just uh kind of have a peek in their life of, of really what makes them tick and yeah. what the common denominators are exactly well all of that came tumbling down in what you refer to in your book as uh, dying in a terrible accident. Uh, so, so explain how, uh, first of all, how the drugs entered into your all of your successes. And uh, you're also quoted in your book, uh, you were around other champion wrestlers and wanted to be the best athlete and party animal. Well, you know, it's like the neighborhood I grew up in, and uh, just in the D.C. suburbs, we we all gravitated towards wrestling, and uh, and we we kind of, um, you know, we we experienced life in a lot of different ways, and you know, and we're kind of always the guys at the parties and all that, and and we just had that appetite to kind of put all the work in to become champion wrestlers, but some of us. Uh, let drugs seep into our lives, you know, marijuana, and then it became harder drugs. And, mm. and, 
it, it became a tough road to hoe because uh, after my wrestling career was finished, it, it kind of really percolated to the top when I was working around the world as a fashion model, going to the nightclubs. And it was just really a time when uh, cocaine was prevalent. And uh, I ended up having an overdose that was injected by a, a physician that lived across the hall, across the, uh, across the hall from me in my New York city apartment. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. He, he ended up in jail for uh, manslaughter in a subsequent case a few, a few months later, but, um, it was something that I, I was pulled out of my body. You know, I felt like, uh, I was not going to come back and yeah. it was, very fearful time. And I talk about it in my book because it's hard to describe in words in one sitting. So really my book is a dedication to that and really just shedding light in a raw, uninhibited way. And uh, I was able to stand in front of the great light of the creator and uh, just the source of truth and love and be filled with nothing but that. I was where I was meant to be, where all souls were meant to be. The one thing I requested was that my my family not suffer for the rest of their lives, uh, blaming themselves for something that they could have fixed in me. And uh, the next thing you know, I was granted life and I I came alive after uh, this doctor was trying to revive me for a good while. But praise God. And I made a vow that day to uh, share what I could to others to to really uh, reflect God's light. And all I do yeah. is the best I can do. I haven't read the the entire book, Wrestler Wrestling with Angels, but I, I did pull out a couple of captions. And to your point right now, uh, this doctor frantically uh, worked on you frantically to revive you. And, uh, and, and then you go on to say he was shown his life and the prayers to loved ones. He is now what he was shown in the full story of this book and he is you're talking about yourself right yeah and and uh so uh to work frantically trying to revive you you were near death i had crossed over i had had um you know the 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 final final heartbeat the final moment when um your your brain is is still in this realm and and it's nothing but fear and you know that it uh, you're, you're breathing your last breath. And, uh-huh. But then I was, uh, my soul was ripped out of my body. It was, mm-hmm. felt like a mighty angel was ripping and I was trying to cling to my torso, uh, but had no strength to hold on. And I was ripped out and uh, whisked into uh, a dimension that I talk about vividly in my book. Yeah. Just a moment. Uh, I, I'd like to walk through uh, what you went, went through with your son. But first of all, I, I'd like to, for our audience if you're tuning in late to this uh, Rescuers radio show uh, with John Hanrahan, uh, author of the book Wrestling with Angels, um, we're, we're, have, we're going on with the, the interview now. But please share all that you went through with your son. And there's a quote that I pulled out. You took the your, I guess you took him to emergency. I'm going to I don't know for sure. But the doctor there said, ask you if you had planned his funeral. And you weren't sure. You weren't sure. You thought he was in a, uh, uh, going to die, right? There was a real tough moment. Oh, my, my gosh. Life. 
as my wife Kirsten and I stood at his hospital bed, the doctor, as a matter of fact, way just uh, plainly, plainly said, "Have you planned his funeral because he's going to die? His liver enzymes were shutting down from uh, IV use. His his liver was shutting down. He was yellow and goneless and been in that hospital bed for mm. a for a a week. He had uh, been a high school athlete and had the misfortune of uh, breaking his leg and was put on opioids. So he was soon to be one of the casualties of the opioid epidemic, but I'm happy to say he's one of the success stories. He's, uh, he's with me here today and he's got a, he's finished his film degree uh, a couple years ago in London and just really has made a life for himself and has helped really, really helped inspire others. But we've lost so many yeah. of his friends and, uh, and so many loved ones that, we wanted to tell our side of the story from a from a family's perspective and how it can rip the family apart and how it really, really tests your faith. Yes. And uh, just because you're all alone, because there's not many people that you can relate to when your family's going through this and you don't know where to turn to and you're trying to navigate the web of the treatment industry and uh, things like that. It's, it's, it's really a hard time because you're mm. kind of siloed and uh, it's hard to speak with family and friends about it because it's kind of, you're kind of ostracized. It's not like you have somebody with cancer and there's a lot of sympathy for it. And uh, you know, I'm hoping to, telling my story will help people to realize yeah. that uh, addiction is a disease. And we want to, we want to celebrate when somebody bat is battling and fights it and comes out on top. Yeah. Well, and there must have been part of you thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm reliving my own life. Uh, but I would like to move on. You're, you and your wife, uh, her name is Kristen? Kirsten. Kirsten. Uh, you uh, have founded a, uh, a nonprofit. Tell us about that. Well, we did. Uh, one of the things that we wanted from my story was to draw attention to helping others. And, and we've we founded a nonprofit, uh, recoveryangel.org, and from media and from the from the book attention, we try to help steer other families to get it, making the first steps towards recovery or treatment. And uh, we have met a few angels in that treatment industry, and uh, we try to steer them towards uh, getting counseling and helping to navigate the first steps in that. Mm. And one of the quests I have is to um, also, um, I'm well credentialed in fitness and American College of Sports Medicine. I have the exercises medicine certification. And one of the quests I have is to help bring the benefits of physical activity to uh, drug treatment programs. And that's something that I'm, I'm, I have on the horizon that I'm working towards helping others. Nice. Well, you've written a couple of other books on fitness, right? Yeah, I do have a book called Fit at Home. It's uh, that came out right at the beginning of the pandemic to really help individuals uh, use body weighted exercises in their home and do a, uh, a 30, 30 day program to kind of get back into uh, peak fitness. And, uh, and then I have a, a book I called Modern Hieroglyphics. It's a wrestling training manual, kind of my way of chiseling uh, hieroglyphics on the cave wall, like the, like uh, in the ancient times, the oh, technique, wow. techniques that worked for me. That's why it's documented as the oldest sport because there are all uh, 
these hieroglyphics that date back thousands and thousands of years showing the same wrestling techniques that are used today. Really? Yeah, that's fascinating, <laughs> right? That is really fascinating. So we take pride in that. Even It's not the most watched televised sport, but <laughs> it's, it's still one of the top. Um, you know, the NCAA National Wrestling Tournament sold out every year, 16,000 people, and I go to that. and. Wow. My Penn State team is on top of the world. They've won nine of the last 11 national titles. So oh, my I'm, gosh. I'm really lucky to be part of a, a fraternity of uh, a family member, so to speak, of that great wrestling dynasty. Absolutely. Well, and, and speaking of the pandemic, you know, we all know the spikes during that, that year, 2020. Uh, suicide rate, addiction rate, probably tied together a lot. Uh, domestic violence, um, you know, all of those things just es- went beyond the, any charts we'd ever seen and around the world, not just here in the United States, but around the world. And, um, and it just became, and today it's a, it's, it's a, such a large issue now. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I, that I was able to talk about when I, began to do uh, media appearances when my book came out it was a tough time to do a book because yeah. there was no in-person book signings but i yeah. um, i was lucky to do some uh, national tv interviews but it was at the time where everybody was being siloed and anxiety and depression is such a, a major precursor to addiction and uh, and i work i work with individuals uh at the high school level i've developed a personal fitness program for a private school in Atlanta. And I, I get to work with young adults and really help the, them infuse the benefits of physical activity and, uh, and exercise as a way to, to kind of combat about, about um, you know, going into deep depression or silo mm-hmm. or, or going towards drugs. But, uh, you know, so that's, that's something that uh, I take a lot of pride in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now, now the pro, the 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 wrestling, to use that term, uh, is with uh, fentanyl, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you know, it's it's easy to get that now, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's killing so many young adults and and adults. I mean, the number is just uh, unfathomable because there's so many cases that I know go undocumented because. Uh, oh. And it's, you know, a, and, the, and it's a quick, it'll take a life quick. It'll take a life quick, and it's just flooding over our borders. Mm. And uh, the other thing is, it, it may be just a, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the program, how, you know, uh, the kids in our neighborhood experimented with marijuana or something, uh, you know, but nowadays it, it could be a first-time user just trying to mm-hmm. experiment with a, uh, a pill or something, and, and anything you get on the street could, be laced with enough to kill you well and and i i i personally believe that marijuana is still a a gateway drug mm-hmm. uh you've seen all of that and and yeah. and springboard from that but but um who knows where this is all going to go with with legalizations and whatever else is going around the country right now but um, I'm, I'm really one uh, like to know more about your uh, Recovery Angel Corporation. It's a nonprofit, and how to pe- uh, we'll get to this in a moment. But is it easy for people to contact you, and and 
and and what's what's how do you bring them in? What do you talk to them about? Uh, is it an it's education easy. source? It's easy on the site. Um, you know, I'm uh, referring many families to a trusted therapist, uh, John Clark, who has an organization called Love Wins, and mm. he's based out of South Carolina. And uh, he's one of the angels that we met that really helped my son through the program. And uh, we've stayed in close touch with him. And really, my wife's the, the real angel with that because uh, she's she has a gift for helping other families. And uh, she's really at the forefront of that. And uh, so I'm really proud of her efforts well, and what she does. And you were very blessed and fortunate that your, your marriage stayed together, your family stayed together. Absolutely. That is, uh, that's a tough road to navigate because, uh, you know, it's too easy to start blaming each other. Right. Uh, and there's so many dynamics involved and uh, so much stress and tension. And when, and when your loved one gets to a point where, uh, they need treatment or else, you know, you don't know if they're going to um, die. You need to have, you need to have kind of a plan in place and you need to really bond together and you need to, to really kind of cut through all the stress and really just kind of figure out what your game plan is. I mean, even if you have health insurance, it's so hard because so many treatment programs want you to come out of pocket and which we did. We, we, um, we spent loads of money and, uh, you know, but for us, it was a no-brainer. We were going to do whatever we could to, to save our loved ones. There's a there's a there's a fine line between the tough love and really uh, doing all you can within your capacity to get that loved one some help. Because relapse is part of a, of addiction, and and if you're not ready for that, when the uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but not very often does uh, the first thirty day treatment or two month or three month treatment really stick and you've got to prepare be prepared to not give on give up on them if they're trying to work their program and they and they do relapse that's uh you know and uh, no matter how much you spend on the beginning you got to be prepared for that absolutely to, to just save lives right mm-hmm. and um so how can uh, how can people if they're interested get in touch with you what's uh, you have websites you have uh, yes you know, my, um, my fitness site is privatetraining.com. Uh, I've had that since 1991 when I was the, the guy you need to know for fitness. <laughs> what is it <laughs> again? Private fitness? Privatetraining.com. Training, okay. And privatetraining.com. All my info is on there. And then really my author website is my name, johnhanrahan.com. Yeah. And uh, and uh, anybody can get in touch with me. I think there's contact forms on on those websites and uh, and uh, I look forward to um, you know sharing as much as I can with others and and just kind of being an open book so to speak because I think the more we the more we speak them and I know everyone I speak to has somebody that's been affected by what I've been through and, and yeah. many have been inspired by hearing my story and and uh, and kind of give them a sense of hope or uh, that they can work and battle through it. Uh, I think my time as an athlete, I really, uh, as a wrestler, was kind of key to me because I learned to, to fight through adversity and to battle back. And uh, we're all going to go through adversity. So it's things that I try to impart to others. And, uh, you know, 
people might not have a wrestling background, but we all have that kind of fighting spirit in, in us. And I, I try to help people rekindle that or find that and uh, to fight through the adversity and to come out on top or to at least be able to be in the arena and to uh, be your best self. And those skills have turned into bringing you to this point in your life, helping others that you never could have seen that coming. You're right about that, Art. And, uh, <laughs> you know, sharing this time with you, I appreciate yeah. being here with your audience. Well, uh, Kirsten is your wife? Yes. Kirsten, uh, you and your wife, Kirsten, are rescuers. If you don't, if you, you in, uh, no other way to put it, what you're doing, changing and saving lives every day. Just God's blessings on you and your family and uh, and being on the Rescuers uh, show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be here with you, Art. God bless. God bless you. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.